This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries. Good day and welcome to Keep It Simple, weekly internet talk show of the Simple Truths Radio Network. Pastor Xavier Reese, Pastor X, how are we doing today? Good, good. Putting my phone on silence. That's <laughs> <laughs> good thinking. Doing good, Tony. Also in the studio with us today, our uh, brother Ray Miranda, Hello. running the show for us, and Pastor Sam Trotto helping with video. Grateful to see everybody, and also our production engineer, John Duran, if he can make it in the door. <laughs> we have some special guests with us here today that we'd like to introduce. Pastor Diego Festa, Good. who's the morning, youth pastor, everyone. still morning, and our brother Luis Rocha How's is everyone? here with us. Today, Pastor X, we're going to talk a little bit about ministry in Mexico, uh, some of the things that are going on, and a recent trip that we did. Um, <clears throat> pastor X, through the years, uh, we have um, actually spoken about a really the aspect of outreach ministry is an important part of a ministry model for Pasadena, especially, is something we've always done. We're going all the way back into the 1980s, back in the city of right. Alhambra, where we had a ministry that went door to door. Right. Um, can you give us some background on why it's important for a healthy church to have outreach opportunities? Well, it's part of the Great Commission in a very simple principle. Um, certainly, it's uh, everybody witnesses to anybody. But the Great Commission is to take the gospel to everywhere. Um, and if people go go out and minister the gospel, then how are people going to hear? Amen. Now, God doesn't need us because we know that Jesus has appeared to many in Iran in prisons mm -hmm. on their own. But that's only one aspect that which God would use. But he has chosen to use men to communicate the gospel through the simple preaching of the gospel. Amen. Uh, that's why Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation to the Jew first and to the Gentile. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. And then he quotes Habakkuk 2.4, the just shall live by faith. Mm -hmm. And so that proposition of Romans, he declares it and then he expounds it all the way through doctrinally that there's nothing apart from the gospel. People come by faith, not by works, not by law, not by emotions, not by religion, but by the revelation of God's word. And if we don't proclaim that, then there's no other way that people can see their lostness. And so when the gospel goes forth, God illuminates the understanding, convicts the heart of the unbeliever. Amen. Now, he will not decide for them, but he will lighten up and convict, and then the individual makes a decision. God doesn't make a decision for anybody, and that's the big problem with Calvinism that they're always saying that God has chosen elect few. And they have, I mean, if you read any of their literature, White and R.C. Sproul, who's now gone, um, that uh, they have no choice. They're going to be in heaven whether they like it or not. That's ridiculous. Amen. Each person decides where they're going to spend eternity. The misnomer is to believe that only Christians talk about having eternal life. Everybody is going to live eternally. Mm -hmm. The person chooses where they're going to spend eternity, yeah. with God or separated from God. Yeah. No one will ever be brought before the judgment of God and white throne judgment and be able to tell God, you never gave me an opportunity. I never heard the gospel. That's an absolute heretical statement. Amen. Because God loved the world he gave his son, whoever believes in him. Now, if he sent his son to die for the whole world, and in 1 John 2, 2, it says the propitiation for, listen, our sins, the believer, and not only our sins, but the whole world. It's very Calvin, specific. Calvinists say, well, he didn't die for the whole world. Yeah. Oh, really? Now, am I going to believe the Bible, or am I going to believe a Calvinist? Amen. Very, very important. Good point. And so we, we joyfully and, 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 and with great anticipation we seek out for God to open those doors, to direct us where to go. Missions begins the first step outside the church. Amen. Okay? But even as we're here in the, in the church and people come in, yeah. we are evangelizing through the message. We give an altar call at the end. Mm -hmm. 
whether people respond or not, I don't get embarrassed. It doesn't make any difference to me. But we must give an opportunity. And then from there, we go to the street. We go street witnessing up at Pasadena Old Town, as we did in Alhambra, like you said. And then there's also people that do short missions up wherever they go. They, they don't even tell us. They just go from Pasadena. They go do missions. We were just talking about that, actually. Yeah. We had a team of people Sunday that were down in yeah, Mexico we doing yeah. doing uh, electrical and, mm -hmm. yeah. and drywall. And right. so... We didn't, I didn't even know about this. Me neither. Sure. I just found out when they, we found they out sent Sunday. us pictures. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else sent us pictures. Right. They didn't even right. send the pictures. Because we're not, we're not concerned in taking credit for anything. Amen. We're not, we're not, uh, we don't consider ourselves the sole authority to send people out. Mm -hmm. God sends people out. Mm -hmm. If pastors send people out, they're probably not called. So as a church, we pray and God raises people up and we go to the streets, we go to Mexico, we've gone to Colombia, we've gone to Chile, we've gone to uh, Japan, we've gone to uh, Scotland, we've gone many different places, Amen. okay, Spain, different places. But as God leads us, not just because we want to go. Mm -hmm. So you need to go where God tells you to go and nowhere else. And he'll do that. And wherever you go, you want to be that witness. Absolutely. It's interesting you talked about the fact that the Holy Spirit convicts people. Yes. And there are a couple of things about that that really kind of resonate with me. A lot of times when you talk to people, you don't have any kind of sense of the effectiveness of the things you're saying or what you're doing as a believer. Mm. You know, they, they people don't want to let on that there's any effect upon them. Right. Uh, and so they just kind of are shining you on, no, 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 I'm good, I don't need that, you know. And, and, but the reality is, is you never know yeah. how God will use the things you say or do sure. mm -hmm. to touch the hearts of people. Yeah. And that's powerful. So now we, we believe that God has called every person to be a, a, an example and witness of the gospel. Absolutely. Either through their outward conversation or spe especially in their life, the way they live, you, are you ever amazed at the things that God uses when you talk to somebody? Uh, like, for instance, I'm sure people come to you all the time and they say, you know, you said this and this in a Bible study. And my guess is God uses things you don't really expect or in sure. ways you don't expect. Sure, sure. And, and again, that's why it's important that when we speak, we speak the Word of God, Amen. Mm -hmm. not our own opinion. Um, people sometimes ask me a question. I say, you know, I really don't know. The Bible is silent on that. So where the Bible is silent, we want to remain silent. When we have um, straight revelation, we don't apologize for revelation. That's the objective truth. It's not subjective, it's objective. Amen. And where there are principles that can give me the answer based on the doctrines, then I can speak equally as confident. And so, but, but that's by knowing the Word of God. You know, it, it, the problem with many Christians is like, you know, I grew up in the 60s and that's so, all my friends, everybody, you could they daddle with your car, you know, you can do a tune-up with plugs and this and that, but you're not a mechanic. You can do a brake job, but you're not a mechanic. A mechanic knows the internal interactions of that engine and what's going on, and he knows it. I, I just memorize things. Mm -hmm. A lot of Christians, too badly and sadly, memorize Scripture, certain things, but they don't know the Word of God. Mm -hmm. They don't know how it works and the scriptures, how they balance and how they, there's no contradiction but complementation and all that. And that's what everybody's called to, not just pastors. Mm -hmm. It's every person who's a believer. You're too studied to show yourself approved. Amen. Mm -hmm. Very important. Amen. That's important. You know, I asked these guys to be here with us today because we did, and just did recently, an event uh, May 20th and 21st. We were in Mexico and we did an event that we do a couple of times a year that we describe as a medical outreach. Mm -hmm. and that's what we call it. What does it actually look like, guys? What did we do when we were in Mexico? Organized chaos, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Tent yeah. city. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But what all went on? Well, we um, there's some doctors and dentists from the church here that go with us, and Amen. that's why it's called medical outreach, because we offer uh, medical and dental help. Uh, and uh, there's pharmacists that go and chiropractors and then uh, the rest of us who do whatever needs to be done. There's hair cutters and, and uh, um, we feed, you know, cook, we, we cook food and, you know, what, 500 hot dogs got cooked? Uh, probably so, more. 700 hot dogs yeah, or so. Yeah. And they all went out 
And so there's a, there's a lot, and there's worship, and the word goes out. Amen. Um, while people are waiting to see doctors and dentists. And so and now throughout the course of the day, because we were operating from like, what, about 9 o'clock through about 4 o'clock, yeah. how many times did was there a public problem, proclamation of the gospel, do you think, through the day? I, I probably through the whole day. Yeah, it was nonstop. But, yeah. you know, it's interesting that, you know, it's, uh, I was in charge of the usher, so I was just walking around. And I was, many people came up to me about, asking about the Word of God. How and, interesting. And, and, and it's not just the message going out, but as, as uh, I encourage people to go for this, whatever you might be doing in that outreach, mm -hmm. there's always going to be a possibility of you sharing the, mm -hmm. the gospel. Amen. And that's what it's about. That's what we're, you know, that's what they're there for. Uh, I got an opportunity to share with some Christians that were uh, jaded by their churches. because oh, really? they, You know, so... And back to the foundation of the gospel and what you need to know about it. And if you're grounded, you know, I was able to share in certain things that they were, they were concerned about. Mm -hmm. And uh, and I mean, that's not me. It's just regurgitating what I've been taught here and uh, the mm -hmm. Word of God. And uh, and goes back to the study of the Word of God. Yeah. You know, a lot of uh, uh, charismatic uh, churches and mm -hmm. they they make a mess down there. Mm -hmm. um, and some of them didn't open back up after yeah, COVID, exactly, which yeah. in a way it's almost a good thing because then yeah. they force people to go looking for, for a church. Yeah. And, and Same thing's happened here in Pasadena. Yeah. 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 yeah, which is, uh, it was amazing. I was kind of blown back a little bit. And, and, and you know, that area that we went to, mm -hmm. you know, you always think, well, you know, maybe the Lord's not having this, this outreach anymore and everything kind of, Comes together, down, doesn't it? And all of a sudden, it just sparks up all the time. Amen. And, and you know, you see, and we go to different uh, communities where the need is the most. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's not always the best-looking communities, but you know, no, the, it's kind the, of sketchy the, from time to time. Yeah. This one was but the hunger for bit, the word yeah. is is mm -hmm. is there, and, and and you can feel it. You yeah. can feel this there was a, There was a young man who had sat through one of the Bible studies. And he gets saved, but his dad was not there when it, the, the word went out. Hmm. And so his dad showed up later, and he sat him down, and he went looking for something. He goes, my dad wasn't here when the gospel went out. You guys need to go talk to him <laughs> and pray for him. Yeah. How cool. You know? yeah. And so grabbed a bunch of the pastors from the church there, and they, they sat with him for a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and you know, as you notice, you know, there's a lot of people coming from the southern part of Mexico. Mm -hmm. A lot of indigenous people, you know, and uh, and they're hard to reach, you know, those people down there. But uh, they were wide open to the gospel, you know, and, uh, and, and looking for a new thing, you know, to. Uh, they know they need something. They need something. They don't Amen. know what it is, yeah. and it was it was pretty yeah. amazing. And a lot of people in difficult circumstances, people mm -hmm. in difficult, very, very, you know, and they they really appreciate. Uh, a lot of the different, I mean, because we, we distribute personal items to people, right, right. Uh, disposable diapers, all kinds of stuff. And so that's always really well, that's really appreciated. And, and they have the sense that there is um, stuff there for them, you know, for sure. like that sure. we give out. Yeah. But I got the sense that they were not looking just for that. They were just looking for something for mm -hmm. their lives. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. It's uh, a... Yeah. Uh, I was kind of taken back a little bit. Yeah. And then we've been doing this for over 25 time. years. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, You know, and, so, even, and even some of those people that come, you know, they say, you know, these guys, you know, they come from America and they give you this, right, they give you that. Right. Yeah. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we mm -hmm. don't care. We understand that. Right. Sure. And God will use that. Mm -hmm. And that person that just came for the goodies mm -hmm. ends up getting saved. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. So the thing is with, with missions so often, um, Missions, when it's done the biblical way and Paul's way, where the Holy Spirit says, separate unto me Barnabas and Saul for the work of the mission where I have called them and sent them out. And the church simply agreed with that and prayed and sent them. Okay, But the church didn't send them out. And so we do the same thing. And as we go, we go to preach the gospel. Now we don't we don't put the food and the clothes and the medical and the eyeglasses as a condition for you to right. get okay. if you hear the gospel. No, we don't do that. Mm -hmm. Anybody, you, you come and you get in line, you you get. In, but but we understand our responsibilities. So while all this activity is going on, 
There's a proclamation of the gospel going on all day. Amen. Yeah. There are people who are praying yeah. and reaching out mm -hmm. and people talking and all that. And, and God's doing his work in every which way. When those people go through the food line or through the doctor, they're going to get the gospel too. Mm -hmm. So it's up to them. Yes. We, yes. we don't do it to put notches on our mm -hmm. belt. Mm -hmm. Sadly, too many Christian mission organizations that um, became parasite organizations and they simply get money from churches and workers from churches but then they put the goodies before the gospel and now they put the gospel in the back mm -hmm. the gospel must be first mm -hmm. and then the goodies will make the benefit necessary mm -hmm. but there's no condition when you put the gospel behind the goodies the, the gospel gets dropped off. Yeah. Now you're just a humanitarian organization. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. right. That's what's happened to World Vision and to many others mm -hmm. because they even removed the name of Jesus now. Yeah. Well, part of that is because they get international funding and funding right. from the government. It becomes a money right. thing. You know, uh, I know we've heard stories of people in Africa, people who are really effective in serving the Lord who've been approached by... UNICEF and all these other huge organizations with billion dollar budgets right. and they're like you know if we can find a way to marginalize the gospel presentation right. of what you're doing here we'll fund do. you we'll send yeah. you into all these countries yeah. you want to go right. and you can do all this good work right. you know? we'll yeah. give you and doctors yeah. and it really is yeah. tempting to these yeah. guys you the, know? Yeah. the yes. other thing too that that happened this weekend too, and it happens every time we go down there that weekend and it happens naturally. It's just nothing we go and do. It's just the Lord takes care of us. Besides the gospel going out and ministering to people that show up that need the gospel is our interaction with the believers there and the staff and this, these churches and stuff. Yeah. And we get to mm -hmm. also minister to them and, 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 and get involved in, you know, in things that they're doing. Sure. You, know, you were taken down to go down a couple right. of neighborhoods to so share the gospel with yeah. the group with that the goes group, there yeah. all the time. Yeah. And so that's something that also happens because we we're just going right. to share the gospel. Right. And the Lord opens door for us to also, you know, just fellowship with the other sure. believers right. and minister with right. them too. Sure. And, We've been, and be ministered by and, and, you know, they have that back of their heads there. We're from the U.S. or yeah. 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 we're a different church, and we're not. No. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of... And that's what because fellowship. some of those fellowships are very young. Mm -hmm. And so God has yes. raised them up through the years. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been going there... This particular area, years. about five, six five years. years. Right. Right. But I mean, the whole there. area of Mexico there, you know, just here, 20, which is more than 20 mission, years. So yeah. people don't have to fly anywhere. We've been doing this for over 40 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so we hit different areas in that, but they know who we are. Mm -hmm. And not particularly the area that we may go to. And so we go, and then there's people that are just, God raises up a pastor, and we're there to minister unto them, to try to direct them the right way, to study mm -hmm. the Word of God, to pray to be careful mm -hmm. of the false mm -hmm. doctrine and everything else. Because we want the best for that pastor, Amen. and we want God to direct them, and we want the people to be fed. Mm -hmm. That's our goal, mm -hmm. not to bear our name more. When we're done, they, yeah. that's, that's, that's right. the church where yeah. people are going to be going. Right. It's interesting, too, this particular trip, as we, we put together flyers to do advance work, mm -hmm. uh, probably, gosh, back in uh, April, yeah. um, and took them down. The pastor of, of the church, that we, this guy, we've been working with him for about five years, Martin Garcia, and he had a suggestion. for the He wanted to put a track on the back of the flyer mm -hmm. so that we invite people to come, but yeah. even if they don't come, they, they've got the gospel. And they right can there. use it as an opportunity to right. minister yeah. and witness right. during the invitation. We've never done them. that before. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Great idea. It yeah. was. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. No, no question. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, it's interesting, God has kind of placed us in this particular little area, just uh, sort of southeast of Tijuana, mm -hmm. about half an hour, 40 minutes from the border. And we're now coming alongside two different churches in that within probably five miles of one another yeah. and working with both of them. Very doing, communities too. Yeah, There's different a communities, of, yeah. yeah a lot of need. But um, the Lord has, has really blessed it. And uh, when we look for an opportunity go to Mexico or anywhere else for that matter, what are we looking for specifically when we're praying about the Lord's direction to do an event like this? Well, the Lord's direction first. First, <laughs> first and foremost. That's the most and, important thing. You know, it, 
and and just for opportunity for the gospel. It's just it, go, it gets it yeah. goes down to that. It's just an opportunity for us to go and share the gospel and 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 for God to use, and also an opportunity, like I said, to for us to minister to these new churches, but also a, a, an opportunity for the body here to be able to serve yes. and exercise uh, their amen. gifts. Yeah. Amen. Um, and that's that that's that's a huge thing too, because then yeah. you see these people that get to go, and they're blessed by yeah. Yeah. you know. Uh, doing the things that they know they need to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, they, they know they, him. They hear yeah. him. They sit in, in Bible study right. enough, but then they got to put him. Yeah. got to put. And you use. just see that so powerfully, yeah. Yeah. Pastor yeah. X. Is we're down there. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, we had fifty people from Pasadena, mm-hmm. which we've had yeah. more and we've had yeah. probably sure. a little less. But sure. those people, they're all glowing like hundred watt bulbs. Mm-hmm. They were so excited yeah. for the for the work that they've been able to do. It was really really pretty. Especially awesome. people come for the first time. Those yeah, are, those are they're blown they're, away. They're great to see. Yeah. And that's like you said, it's just exercising, you know, what yeah. you're called out to do is mm-hmm. just preach the gospel. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to. I yeah. mean, it's not a medical outreach yeah. per sure, se. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, in my mind, anyway, yeah. you know, that, yeah. because you get hit. And, 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 the, and, the, and the people that don't speak the language are doing things to facilitate for people that do speak the language yeah. to have, like you said, have an opportunity to talk to people as they come up. Right. Um, and, and it all, you know, it's just different parts of the body. In, in a small group of 50 people. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect example of that. Right, right, right. Yeah. And if we didn't have the, um, the available resources like doctors and that, mm-hmm. we'd go just preach the gospel alone. Amen. Amen. We'd, we'd do grill some hamburgers and hot dogs and preach the gospel. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the, that's the right. primary thing. Yeah. Become a hamburger outreach. But as God has <laughs> blessed us and directs us, yeah. then we want to make sure we can come along and be practical for mm-hmm. the, def- the, the needs that are for the yeah. people there, mm-hmm. um, to be compassionate towards them. Again, we don't use it as a hook. There's no condition. Um, and we are overjoyed that God would allow us to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and through the years, we've seen it over and over again. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's probably four or five generations of kids that have grown up here. Yeah. Going on fifth now. Mm-hmm. And we, we see it every time and people get involved. It, but people have to get involved. Uh, as we say, we teach people the Word of God and we encourage them. God's giving you gifts. God's giving you a calling. You have to find out what that is. The pastor doesn't know it. Right. Don't go to your pastor. Don't go to the elder for that. You go to God, and you wait upon God. Lord, what would you have me to do like Paul said in the master's role? Amen. And then what are my gifts? And you wait for God to give you that direction and calling. But as you're waiting, be involved. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of things to get involved. Mm-hmm. You see a need. Whether it be at yeah. the beginning of the usher's ministry, the children's ministry, it's a lot easier to steer a moving object yes. than one that's yeah. standing still. And those of you out there that grew up in the 60s, you know about power steering. I know power steering and parallel parking. Okay? It's, it's real simple. Even the yeah. 80s. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? But, uh, and it's great how God raises people up. Mm-hmm. But, Amen. And, and again, God is not up there biting his nails. Oh, man, I don't have enough workers for this thing and all that. Let me say that probably 100% of God's work is done by probably 20% of God's people. Mm-hmm. And they get it done because the Lord will use it. So God, God is not handicapped. Yeah. And, and when you were saying about people that grew up here, because now that we have their kids going yeah. and serving, and, you know, we've been taking youth kids for, you did it, and then, and it, it, what I've seen it change now is that a lot of the youth kids, actually almost all the youth kids that are going, used to be where we fill up a van and we take them, but their parents stayed home. Now their parents are going too. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. And, and so they're, as a family, they're serving together, yeah. uh, and you and it's really neat to see. It's almost like you know we don't need to have a youth van, but they still want to go in the van and do right. do right. the van thing. But yeah. their parents are going in another vehicle, and they're all serving together. That's nice, and yeah. it's great to see. Yeah, yeah, it's it's exciting. Nice. It's uh, you know you're talking about the uh, the need of people. And the fact that I mean, God, God has got everything under control. He's got, a, he's got a plan. It's going forward. But the the scripture, you know, Jesus exhorts us to pray for the Lord to send out yeah, laborers. Harvest. You know, and and that's not because He needs the help. No, mm-hmm. it's because it is the best thing for, for those yeah. people. And that and that's the method that's He true. has chosen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are our marching orders. Amen. Okay. So the purpose of the church is to perfect the saints, to teach them, mm-hmm. to be mature in Christ. Then, the privilege of the church is to go share the gospel. Yes. But the purpose of the church is not to evangelize the world. The purpose of the church in Ephesians 4, 4, 11, 
to perfect the saints, to teach the saints so when they go, they can give answers. Yeah. It's real simple. It's a consequence of the product of being a grounded Christian. Mm. Very important. This particular uh, church that we're operating with has been very busy over the last five years. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the area of Las Delicias, uh, Rancho Santa Cruz right there. And this church just moved within a year, within the last year, no, right? No, been two, two, two years. years they've two been three, operating yeah. out of their new building? Yeah. And g give me a description of where their church got started. Well, they, yeah, go ahead. It's an empty hill. <laughs> no, well, they started in, in, oh. in a garage. They oh. built, actually, they built a garage out of their parking space outside of their townhouse little mm. thing and that's where they started and then they were able to buy a piece of property on a hill on the other side of a hill near their their city and they started building about two years or so ago and now it's a three-story building nice. uh, and they're almost done uh, we've been actually also blessed to be able to go and do some work there nice. and that's also another thing like people see the need and they yeah. they don't even they just mm. they just go sure. we had a, a, a group of people from our body this weekend that we didn't know they were there until the pastor said hey these guys are here we're almost done with the electrical because he built a, a section for missionaries to be able to right. stay yeah. overnight when they're doing outreaches right. and because uh, we're almost done with all the electrical and he sent pictures and it's people from our body here yeah. we didn't even know they were there they're just yeah. taking care of stuff the lord yeah, uses them and so they're it's it's uh, it's actually probably the biggest building in that hill right oh, now. Oh gosh, yeah. yeah. I see yeah. anywhere in that area. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It, yeah. And it's uh, how and many, how many square feet? Oh gosh, you know, Xavier, I would guess it's probably on the ground floor, it's almost as big as our gymnasium. Yeah. And then, okay. then it goes And he's got three stories. stories. Yeah. So right. the downstairs that's, is a sanctuary with fellowship. Second floor is all that's the great. classrooms. Yeah. And the third floor is the pastor's uh house and then a missions base. Nice. Nice. With a big patio area yeah. and stuff. And, and it's, nice. it's coming together yeah. beautifully. Yeah. And I, you know, and I know you know this, because when you get in a, into a project like that, you're thinking, Lord, what are we doing? Because <laughs> you, know? uh, you know you can't make it happen. Yeah. You know? God's got to be behind it. Yeah. Amen. That's Amen. And it's yeah. cool to see because you know that God has worked in the, the life of Pastor Martin to give him wisdom and understanding and you know, there's a level of maturity and confidence yeah. in seeing yeah. the hand of the Lord show yeah. up in power. Because as, as that and happened, seen his body grow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. and the yeah. staff has grown, and the yeah. people serving, the leadership has grown. Yeah. And that comes with a lot of other yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah. And that's like, the like evidence, again, that God's directing yeah. the man, mm -hmm. and he's calling him, he's anointed mm -hmm. him, and he gives him the vision, the direction. That doesn't mean he knows everything exactly what's going to happen next no, year, but he knows, Lord, and, and, and he knows he's called, anointed and sent. He teaches the Word of God, mm -hmm. and God then begins to work and raise up people and put things together, open doors, and do a thing that mm -hmm. only God gets the glory, mm -hmm. like he's done here. And, no and he does it just like, you know, like it's happened here. He does it the way the Lord shown him to do in that place, in that community at this time. Right. Yeah. And, and it works there. He does. He's not trying to get right. everybody else to right. multiply. Yeah. That's you what he's doing don't there. Don't make because it a pattern for anywhere yeah. else. Yeah. God has to. And recall when the first time that uh, that we went looking for him, remember? Uh -huh. He was selling used clothes at that. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Working at the swap yeah, meet. We're looking mm -hmm. for him. Yeah. And like, he was. He had a working at a swap meet. Where yeah. now he's, he's able to just minister. Yeah. Yeah. Full time. Yeah. That's It's pretty amazing. Yeah. God is good. Did you guys, you get a sense throughout the day. Now, for me, I don't speak Spanish. I mean, I've probably got, you know, half a dozen words here and there. And, uh, but throughout the day as people, because Martin, he's got, he's teaching on Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. He has other elders from the church who are actually doing the messages During the outreach, throughout the yeah. day. And yet... I don't, I don't have to speak the language to get a sense of the Lord using this situation, the Lord's mm -hmm. hand is upon it. There were primarily two different guys, brothers yeah, yeah, yeah. who shared throughout mm -hmm. during the day, and, and they, were, they were very different. One guy was very kind of kicked back and, and relaxed, and the other guy was very intense, and, yeah. you know, but it was really awesome. Oh, yeah, it was good. really awesome. And, and, and see they were the people right go on. forward to receive yeah. the Lord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they were right on. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I got to talk to them afterwards. They were, because uh, they have men of the body on the top of the hill surrounding the park that we're at. Because sometimes we go to these places and we kind of get a sense, but we don't know. 
what's yeah. going on in this in the community as a whole and and it's a rougher neighborhood and so they had men of the church throughout the whole place up on the top of the hill just watching the whole thing keeping an eye and inviting people and i got to talk to two of them and share out how th those two particular guys that were sharing they had been going to the police departments in the area and having mm -hmm. bible studies with the 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 municipal police departments uh, and right as we're talking about police shows up and thinking okay oh we're in trouble what's going on and it's one of the brothers and he's asking, hey, I haven't seen you in a while, you know, why aren't you coming back again? And, and so the Lord's been using these, those nice. particular guys sure. in That's, the area. Just yeah. Again, God opens those doors yeah. and makes those connections. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, and uh, cities, towns, neighborhoods, it families, it, it turns right side up. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that's what it I was telling them. Living right. I was telling you them, know? it'll change Be everything. Excellent. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. God's so good. Yeah. Amen. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to Keep It Simple, and we'll be right back with you after these messages. There are many familiar yet important figures in the Bible who are recognized for their strength and character. And while considering these strong figures, it's important to remember that a number of them are women. Women who inspire not only because of how they live, but also because of their rock-solid faith. And that's why Pastor Xavier Reese has chosen to highlight several scriptural examples from the Old and New Testaments for a new study series compiled together in one convenient audio CD pack or single MP3 disc titled 12 Women of the Bible, available now at calvarychapelpasadena.com. You'll be inspired by the courageous accounts of Esther, the widow Ruth, the disciple Mary Magdalene, and many more in this audio CD pack for $32 or single MP3 disc for just $12 plus shipping. Look for the 12 Women of the Bible series available now in the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. Pastor Xavier Reese and the proper practice of your faith. God will reward us according to the motive. He's not going to be impressed of how much we have done or what we've done. He's going to be interested in why did I do it and how did I do it? Was it agape love? Was it for the benefit of others? Not for selfish ambition. Understand? Check the online program guide for Pastor Xavier Reese's daily expositional studies here on Simple Truths Radio at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock, Jesus said. And the rain fell, and the floods came, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Pastor Xavier Rees says by allowing the Lord's wisdom to guide us in our relationships, decisions, and priorities, we find that he provides the most trustworthy foundation any life could be built upon. And that's why he's presenting a teaching series on the basic foundations for the Christian faith. In it, he explains the importance of the Word of God, the gifts of the Spirit, the function of prayer and worship, and so much more. The Basic Foundations for the Christian Faith is a 12-message series available on audio CD for $32 or an MP3 disc for just $10 in the online store of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. Look for the Basic Foundations for the Christian Faith series when you browse the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. Turn now to keep it simple and this week's discussion, addressing issues of consequence for the church, hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. And you're back with us here at Keep It Simple today. We're spending some time talking about a recent event that went on in Mexico at the end of the month of May and some of the cool stuff that God did and we got to be a part of and see. But, you know, the work of God is always opposed. And as it happens this week, we've been uh, sanctioned by YouTube. So you won't be able to see this broadcast on YouTube live for the, at least for the week that we're involved in. But that's not necessarily a terrible thing. You know, they, the clouds have silver linings. Sure. There are other opportunities for people to be able to see live broadcasts, right, John? There are. And we've been kind of plugging it lately, just informing people there's the... First and foremost, there's the church website, uh, but there's also the church mobile app for your phones, yeah. Android and iPhone. There's the TV app, which we just launched the last couple weeks uh, for Apple TV and uh, Roku. And um, then there's still Facebook, you know, but who knows how long that'll be up there. You know, we'll we, see. The, the better place to go to would be 
church website, church apps. Those are absolutely yeah. Those are through um, Subsplash. They're a Christian-owned company, and they're not going to censor us. So we're just really grateful to be well, with them. Yeah, we're grateful for their efforts. And yeah, we. It's interesting as we had a really productive trip. We had a very difficult time getting in, <laughs> uh, getting over the border in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. We were we, we go down with all of the equipment supplies the day before, and um, we. Things change every time we go down there, and that may be a part of our ignorance of really the process. Uh, these are all professional people. People have this idea of you going to Mexico that people want to get paid. You know, they you slip them a few dollars, and but that's not really the case. They're very professional, just like people who work at the U.S. border, and they have guidelines, and and so we we just want to honor their requests. Mm -hmm. We don't want to do anything that they have a problem with. Yeah. We want to be within the guidelines of what they require. But it does, there are uh, some difficulties. So we appreciate your prayers as we take equipment Absolutely. supplies mm -hmm. into Mexico. Yeah. It's interesting we take generators down because we go into places where there's, there's not readily power available and we need all the dental equipment that we use, medical equipment, and some of the food services. The, the These all require electricity. And so we take generators and they charged us $450 to take a generator in because that's a, a particular item that they're concerned about people taking it over the border and then leaving it down there and they want people to buy these things in Mexico. Understandable, yeah. Yeah. but um, we're just trying to sort through that. Um, I've heard people say that the attitude towards evangelical Christianity in Mexico has changed in recent years. And uh, it's hard to, because you're only involved with a small group of people in a particular area. Uh, do you think those things have changed? Luis, you've been involved probably more than 20 years. Um, I, th I think it has, actually. I think uh, people are more responsive to it. I don't know whether they've been hearing from that areas they live in, but they're more open to it than uh, when we first started. I mean, when we first started, it was just certain parts where you just kind of hang around. Yeah. It seemed to be spreading to out more communities down there. And, and it seems uh, like more churches, more yes, evangelical churches yeah. have yeah. opened up. A lot of Calvaries. A lot of Calvary chapels. Yeah. A lot yeah. of Calvary yeah. chapels. Yeah. And, and I think because of the distance from the U.S., the Calvary chapels there are still kind of like the old way of doing things, of, mm -hmm. you know, serving yeah. and sharing the gospel and doing ministry. Mm -hmm. They didn't get caught up in, in some of the politics right, of, right. of the church and stuff, and yeah. and that's been really good. And just the longevity of the time they've been ministering to uh, Mexico down mm -hmm. there, you know. Yeah. So when it first went at first in the early 70s, there was nobody. It's all Catholicism. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, you had some Pentecostal mm -hmm. people over there, but not really a whole bunch. But as people began to go over there and evangelize and teach the word, and then people from here go over and become pastors or God calls them to be pastors and mm -hmm. they go down there. Mm -hmm. And within the years, that community, that influence, that, that stable, increasing light is going to make people more receptive. Amen. Um, if it shrinks, it, became, it makes people more aggressive against mm -hmm. the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so God uses that. He uses the word to be that source of light, you know, be witnesses for him. Yeah. Uh, it's just an amazing thing. God's, God's word is powerful, you know. It is. It is. It's just yes. great. And you know it's a uh, people are always watching, you, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, and and that's what they are determine whether they want to know about the gospel or sure. not. You know, they're looking at you, what you're doing, and for what reasons you're doing it. Right. And fortunately, you know, we uh, uh, when we share with people is we share the word of God. Yeah. And I, I mean, I can encourage people. You know, we call this. A medical outreach in missions and and some people get a little scared because of that because intimidated intimidated yeah. you know christians from here you know but it's to me throughout the years it's just become the sharing of the gospel mm -hmm. yeah. that's it and nothing else and it's uh and it's great sure. you know it's, it's great when you get to see god work out of yeah. nothing it's just you know people yeah. just it just still blows me away yeah yeah you know when they when i hear the altar call and people just end up yeah. my god yeah. because you really know. the doctors and the dentists and all that it's a small number compared right. to the rest Absolutely. of the yes. so, yes. so yes. we're all just labored we just go down there yeah. mm -hmm. 
the people that go, they go and they serve. Yeah. And, you know, we have a, I haven't been down there for a while, but I mean, I know that we have an incredible setup of triage, all that. Yeah. And the way it yeah. works, you know, just for the, the artificial walls that we put up in that, right. where the right. people come in and they're being <clears throat> ministered until they have to eat, they can eat in that and hearing the gospel. Another line as they get in line for, depending the doctor they have There's to see, for the kids. and then from there they get directed to mm -hmm. getting their things. It's very, very well organized in its own craziness. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. right. But yeah. everybody's flexible. Mm -hmm. Everybody yeah. just is there to serve. Everybody's mm -hmm. there to make sure the gospel is ministered unto mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. That's what we care about. Mm -hmm. And, and, and uh, God, God honors that. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. You know, with reference to the fact that there's so much ministry going on, especially I imagine close to the border, when you're leaving and you you go through uh, you know home, homeland security, mm -hmm. the people who are at the border checking everybody coming back in, they want to know what you've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you get a very powerful impression that they see a lot of this all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what are you doing in Mexico? Well, you know, we were doing an outreach. Okay, where? What were you doing? Okay, and, and you, what have you got? Yeah, I tell them, the whole back of this van is full of dental and medical equipment. And they say, okay. And say, so they're not looking, they close it. They're yeah, not, right. they're right. really not because they see this. Mm -hmm. They see this going and, on. And they'll get, they'll get five, six cars in line, all right. saying the exact same, same thing. thing right. you know, Part of the same group. Time to get the last one. That's a witness cool. in itself. It, it is. is. Yeah. Totally Absolutely. cool. Mm -hmm. Totally cool. Pastor X, you were born in Mexico, and obviously, you I know. Was. You, You've traveled. <laughs> well, that's that. what you told us. <laughs> You've traveled numerous years through there, you know. Uh, and there's always been a Protestant presence in Mexico to some degree. I mean, Dietrich Bonhoeffer did missionary work in the 1930s in Mexico. Yeah. And uh, should we be encouraged at the changes that are taking place down there? Yeah, like I said, because of the time of. Um, um, Again, I can only judge it from when we all got born again in the early 70s, when really, that's really when it started breaking out. Yeah. doesn't mean that people weren't down there, like you mentioned Bonhoeffer and that, mm -hmm. um, but a, a real move, a real wave of people moving into Mexico and going and, and, and beginning to influence, it began in the 70s on. Um, but prior to that, it's, it's, I mean, it's Catholicism. Yeah, sure. There's no effort but about it. I mean, we, we were down there in the 80s uh, in Puebla, and the uh, Federalists escorted us out of town. Really? Um, yeah. And so, you know, but uh, it's gotten a little better, you know. And there's places you don't go. Yeah. Um, you know, there's places in Mexico where if, if God hasn't sent you and you go in there, you're in trouble. Yeah. You, yeah. you won't come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. Well, we, we hear a lot about the cartels and stuff. Sure. And, you know, you guys being down there two, three, four times a year, we ever have any real security concerns? Yeah. It doesn't come to no. mind. No. no. I, I, I mean, I mean, the, you, you, the, the Lord's sending us, and that's a big thing. Right. Like you yes. said, the Lord doesn't say no. But I think also you have to use wisdom. Right. Yes, and, absolutely. And for us, yeah. except for you guys who go early on Friday, so you do spend the night. But the only thing you do is go out to eat and come back. We're not out there shopping and going right. all over the place. Right. A lot of people that get, get in trouble is because they're looking for trouble. Mm -hmm. uh, we go in, yeah. serve the Lord. We're there for a certain amount of time, pack it in and, and leave. Yeah. And so, I mean, if, if people want to give us a hard time, they got plenty of time sure. to do it. But it's yeah. not compared to people that go there and hang out for days yeah. and, mm -hmm. and, and they get themselves in, in yeah. weird situations. And again, I um, think what makes a big difference, too, is, you know, when you see something, when you're visualizing something that has some order, and mm -hmm. there are people, they're, they're not just a few, mm -hmm. but there's a good number of people. Yeah. And they're, it's functioning and all that. That's a big difference. Mm -hmm. People back off from stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, so uh, your, your, your posture, how you handle yourself, how you're addressing people, what you're doing. And we're not finding ourselves alone. Right. Going down. And, 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 yeah. and the God's in it. And all those combinations mm -hmm. keep us safe. Yeah, we try to unpack. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. There is a sense that the ministry opportunities we have in Mexico could be temporary. And we got a lot of this during the, the couple of COVID years right. that we mm -hmm. just didn't know if we were going to be able to go over the border with the constraints. And um, I know that there are a lot of churches in the West here who were involved um, and perhaps have backed off. You know, we had a situation for some years 
or the churches in this country were able to go into Russia. Right. And starting in about uh, 2010, the Russian government started to take a much dimmer view of ministry, minister, uh, missionaries, people yeah. basically from the U.S. and other Western European countries coming in. Mm -hmm. And from that time forward, there's been, and now, of course, in Russia we have a pretty serious political situation. I wouldn't right. advise anybody try and travel to Russia right. in this environment. You know, and so as we look at, you know, the situation in Mexico, we don't know right. what yeah, right. the ministry environment's going to be in two years or five years. Right. And so we need to be mindful of that yeah. and, and take advantage. But there again, you have the wisdom of God, okay? Because God opened the door in Russia. Right. And we went over there to minister. And God did a great work. Yeah. But he did it to raise national people up. Mm -hmm. Because he knew the door's going to close. Yeah. And the Americans exactly. are going to kick down. But the Russians are already set up. And so the main thing is, and this is something that's, that's important, that many times churches or church leaders or denominations, they want to send people out to have a hold on them mm -hmm. by being in control. We're, we're interested in establishing churches to get out. Yes. We want God to raise up mm -hmm. national pastors. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Now, there is the exception where, you know, uh, Juan Domingo, John Lilly was his real name. Amen. He went to Mexico, and God just used him. He goes everywhere, and he even changed his name. But he's a rare exception. I, we believe that the most effective way is for God to raise up people from Mexico, from mm -hmm. Spain, from wherever. There may be temporary missionaries that do this, sure. that, the train, and all that, but ultimately that church has to be established for the people, amen. Mm -hmm. The people who know the culture, people who all that. Otherwise, and that's why there's such a heavy requirement and emphasis on missionaries that they get culturally uh, educated in, so they can be able to be able to minister to the mentality and what is right, what is not right, mm -hmm. and how they think and how they view things. And you can learn all that, and you can do a pretty good job, but there's still not, not anything same. compared to you live there. Amen. I mean, I, I, I came over here when I was seven years old from Mexico City. Um, and, um, and I didn't know English at all. And I learned American culture and all that. And I mean, I'm an American. You know? I mean, I think American all that. But when I speak Spanish, my personality changes. Mm -hmm. When I hear people it's it's a whole thing because i've been there i lived there mm -hmm. and i've gone back many times uh you can learn spanish in school and you have your labs but That's it's not, not the same no. yeah no yeah, yeah. you you've got to hear you got to yeah. see it's a world the idioms the uh the euphemism the mm -hmm. all of that the, the you know the, the the popular language of the street or mm -hmm. stuff like that you know it's fine for education but you know that's not where most people are at right right and that's so important. Yeah. And that's always been an important part of where we've been with ministry, wherever we've gone, to see God raise up those people from that community. Yeah. And you guys, we're working with this, this church, these two churches. There's a church in Rancho Santa Cruz, mm -hmm. a church in Palmex. And um, what, what's your perspective on the people from those churches, the, how they serve? And, because they're working alongside of us yeah. throughout. Like, for instance, I'll give you an example. When we were over there, we arrived... On Friday, we're putting up signs to help our people arrive at the location. And there were, gosh, 15, 20 people from Rancho Santa Cruz, from the church there, who had been working. And they'd done it for a number of weeks, picking up trash cleaning and just corner. cleaning up the park. Right. And in Pastor X, they, had, they could have filled this room with the trash they picked <laughs> yeah, up. That's right. It was that much. Yeah. They had it all stacked up in, in, in a corner. particular area. Mm -hmm. They had, they worked hard. <clears throat> yes, they yes. worked hard mm -hmm. in anticipation of us coming down and doing yeah, something. I, I think their their outreach to the community is is consistent and not. I mean, it's there are mm -hmm. these on both of the churches. They're going up from talking to Pastor Martin and Pastor, Pastor Eddie at Omics. They're they're always they're going out every day yeah. to the community and standing in a corner and sharing the gospel and going door to door and passing out tracts and stuff. That's and great. they're they're yeah. hitting it every yeah. day. Yeah. And it. And it shows, you yes. know, and then, then in preparations for these outreach, they do the same thing. That's when they ask us to put, yeah. you know, tracks on the back of the invitations. And yeah. they did that for a month before sure. the event. 
and you know the Lord takes care of the rest yeah. of that. You know? Yeah. And then you know, knowing people like they do, the day of the event, where there we're setting up, we're oh, getting everything ready. Grab them. They're like, <laughs> let's go out into the neighborhood again and yeah, remind, remind everybody. Them, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, yeah. I've been I've been driving out in some of these events with Pastor Eddie and, and Omix, and we're driving now to go get ice or water, mm -hmm. and he is like, stop, stop, stop. He jumps out, goes into a house, and passes our track. So I say, we're down the street. Go right now. Right. And yeah. he's inviting people. You right. know, and that right. that that five minute trip takes us. You know. 30 minutes because yeah. we're yeah. going through the neighborhood that's the importance of, and they're doing of, that. of a national pastor mm -hmm. yeah yeah the person mm -hmm. that gets he knows the people from the community yeah. you know what i mean yeah and that's where acts 1 egg you know uh tarry in jerusalem till you be undo with power from on high mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you should be witnessing me in jerusalem judea samaria the ends of the earth that is for every person the the uh, the acts 1 8 is the empowerment for service mm -hmm. to be able to do ministry witnesses unto me vertical that God knows that I'm doing what he wants me to do and I'm being what he wants me to be. And then we can witness for him after that. But the 1 8, Acts 1 8, is vertical. Yeah. That he sees me. Mm -hmm. And as God deals with the people's heart and, and God is putting it all together, then people are empowered for service. The motivation for service is the fruit of the Spirit, agape love. They're not the same. Mm -hmm. No. In Calvary Chapel, sometimes it was taught that. Uh, the uh, true evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a copy of love. It is not. A God, the, the fruit of the Spirit is a motivation. That's what motivates us. The empowerment is in Acts 1.8. So you've got the fruit of the Spirit and you've got the power of the Spirit that need to come together. Because you can be empowered to do something. You can do the work for the Lord and what He does you and you've been obedient. But if your motivation is not love, you're not going to get any reward. Mm -hmm. Now, the yeah. people receive the benefit. Amen. Okay? Yeah. So, there are two distinct <clears throat> things. You, you can't make them the same. The fruit of the Spirit and, you know, totally different. The yeah. motivation. Very and, important. And, and you experience that. I mean, when you're out there and uh, you share with people, and you share the gospel, and uh, you feel that love. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's working yeah. on you. You know, yeah. you know this, is, this is what he's sure, talking yes, about. Yeah. You know, and, and you feel that you're talking to these people, and, and you're gonna, you know you're going to see fruit out of that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and you're getting blessed at the same yeah. time. And yeah. it's, it's, That's good. it's something you have to experience, right. and uh, right. uh, you can't do it uh, on your own. You've got to be out right. there and, and sharing yeah. the gospel with yeah. people. Yeah. 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 It's, and it's a, it's a, it, this, events like these are great opportunities for, sure. for us you know, to be to see the Lord work and put yourself in a situation. Yeah. I know that it seems kind of scary for some people because you're going to another country even though it's like just two right, hours sure, away. Right, yeah. But the Lord's sending you and the Lord's putting that yeah, in your heart. Yeah, you need to listen yeah, and do it yeah, yeah. Uh, and you'll be blessed by it. I mean, it is, there's nothing like it. Yeah. There's nothing like it. Yeah. And you know, we should we should mention one of the uh, one, our, our people who help us with all of this activity, our brother, uh, Victor Meral yeah. and his oh, yeah, wife yeah. Sonia, yeah, Sojourner's Ministry. Yeah. They just yeah. do a great Again, job. Again, keep people mm -hmm. that God has down there. Amen. Again, yeah. He puts it all together. Yeah. Very, very and important. They know. You know I mean? They know how things work. They know people. Yeah. They know. Mm -hmm. They yeah. know what what's happening in the communities and where the churches are right. popping up yeah. and who the and pastors they, are. They have their eyes on the Lord, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. not on people. They're mm -hmm. not looking for things. No. They, they're, they're serving the Lord, and, and you know, and whether it be from our perspective or theirs. The, we're never discouraged by, by the, the few number, if, mm -hmm. that's, if that would be the case. Mm -hmm. we, we don't worry about that. God's going to do His work no matter what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, we're just obedient to what He causes us to do, and we try to give an example to people in the church to get involved, to jump in, and um, give them the opportunity to do so. Yeah. And, and, and once it happens, it's like the measles. Once you get them, you've got them. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's great. Yeah. I love it. Amen. Yeah. I know uh, the um, denominational model of missions looks at the church in the United States. We're very affluent. We've got, we've got money and access to people who have money. And therefore, we have a responsibility that we need to, you know, give that to the churches in Mexico to build. There are churches in any third world nation, right. you know, or developing nation right. to try and build them up. And that's not really a part of our focal point. That's not what we're looking at, No, no, we, we think that Paul's ways is the best way. Amen. Not the denominational way. Yeah. Um, there's a little book, uh, Paul's Ways or Our Ways. Um, I forget the author right now, but it's, it probably had a print. It's just small. 
but the whole claim is people always talk about raising funds this and that and and I understand that there may be certain areas but I believe that God raises people when he raised Paul up they didn't take no offering for him no now I'm sure they gave him some food stuff like that mm -hmm. that's fine but Paul worked Paul understood mm -hmm. that his calling was to work mm -hmm. and he didn't say no pastor can get paid he says that's not that's for me i'm talking about okay you don't muzzle the ox that tries the corn yeah so he didn't but the the raising of funds or that we support people we support people so we can control people so that's okay what, yeah. the mm -hmm. the church denominations are no different than the politicians right okay no different they do that to control people they want to be the ones to tell you how to run the church. No, the pastor's there. He has the pulse of the nation. We've never supplied any money for the pastors in Colombia. Amen. In, in, in Cali. Never. We go down. We do conferences. We encourage them. Uh, we may do something. We will go down, pay for the music, whatever it is. But we don't supply their salaries. If God has called and anointed them and sent them, then God will provide, whether it be through the 10 people there, through the 100 people, or 1,000 people, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. You don't want to get in God's way thinking that you're money, Mr. Moneybags. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. You destroy the work of God. Mm -hmm. That pastor has to learn to depend on the Lord, to pray for the Lord, to do only what God calls him to do Amen. so that he looks to the Lord and not the denomination, not the big pastor of America. Yeah, mm -hmm. And this is a reference you made earlier in the broadcast talking about a missions organization or uh, an NGO becoming yeah. a parasite or they start out as parachurch organizations yeah, but what happens is is they interfere yeah they, they, they get can in the way. with their money and yeah. their provision and yeah. their designs instead of God's plan and purpose yeah. God doesn't need money yeah. Amen. he owns a cattle on every hill yeah he's yeah. gonna pave uh, heaven's floor with gold <laughs> so he's not broke yeah and, and you hear that a lot you know uh, from uh, just talking to people in the community uh, they think we're rich, I'm a rich church, and they ask. Right. Mm -hmm. you know, rich. No, well, they ask, you know, where all this stuff comes to? The body, mm -hmm. the body of Christ. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they go, really? Says, yeah. And it's, uh, I mean, it's just, they're blown away. They expect that, that right. the rich church from the United States is going to supply everything. Because yeah. yeah. they've and had that just, bad example. Yes. Yeah, sure. No doubt. Mm -hmm. Too many. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. One of the most amazing things about this for me is the effect that it has upon people from our church. We're going, we're going to give, we're going to serve, but the reality is, is that every single person who goes is really affected and changed yeah. by, by the Holy oh, yeah. Spirit of God Absolutely. as they make yeah. themselves available in service. It's for me. That's why I was saying earlier, just like it's so important that people, you know, if the Lord points these things out, do you you take advantage of it yeah. and be yeah. blessed by obeying him yeah. you know, doing what he could tell you to do. Yeah, very important. Any ministries like that. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some of you out there may be listening and, and, and maybe you're going to church and you're not really involved. Uh, it may not be missions. It may be just ushership. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Mm -hmm. You have to go to the Lord and find out, Lord, what would you have me to do? You're either a little finger, you're a toe, you're a foot, whatever it is. The illustration can't be missed. So you're not a nothing. You're a something. And you need to go to the Lord to find out what it is that you have to do, what he wants you to do, how he wants you to do it, and the gifts that are necessary. And then you jump in, you'll be faithful, loyal. You don't compare yourself amongst anybody else lest you be unwise. You're not in competition. You're there to do God's will and to be overjoyed for his goodness, to save Amen. you, to empower you, to enable you, to put you in a body of believers that wants to serve the Lord, that's concerned with the community, concerned with the world out Oh, and everything that's what you have to have your eyes on and as you do that that's a very necessary step for maturity head knowledge doesn't mature you you know you can eat 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 but if you don't work out you're gonna get fat and lazy <laughs> and spiritually speaking there's no different and so we encourage you don't make it complicated keep it simple Ask the Lord, Lord, what would you have me to do? Spend some time in prayer. God, you direct me. You guide me. And he will do it. Guaranteed. Amen. God bless you. Been listening keep, it to simple. keep it simple. With your host, Pastor Xavier Reese on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed, encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. 
For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. We hope you'll be back for our next discussion, and may God richly bless your day.